don't half ass two ass things, whole ass one thing. Yeah. So We, the fans of the Philadelphia Union, in order to connect even more with our team, establish our digressions, ensure decent audio quality, provide for good conversations, promote the fanaticism, and secure the blessings of fun to ourselves and our listeners, do ordain and establish this podcast, a more Philly Union. We are your hosts. I'm E. I'm C. And I'm Paul. And... Welcome to season two, everybody. So, so this is the the preseason of season two, um, both for our beloved team and for us. Uh, Welcome was, back. Yeah, it was nice to have a couple weeks off. Yes, it was. Hopefully, everybody had a good uh, good holidays, good New Year's. Hopefully, the you know all the good little soccer fans out there got what they wanted this year. <laughs> and the or, compass spared you all. <laughs> So yeah, we're in the preseason for our our season, uh, both podcast and the team. And as a result, we are we're gonna be playing around with a couple of ideas, um, you know, uh, with our podcast for the next few weeks. Uh, namely, we're gonna be playing around with the intro a little bit, um, and any other ideas we come up with. We figured this is a good time to to play around, try some things out. So uh, feel free to drop us a line at pod at a more yeah, just like uh, teams trying out different formations during preseason, we're trying out different different uh, intros. I think we are probably going to stick with the main structure, hmm. uh, especially as we start getting game results to talk about. Well, that'll yeah. probably be the first thing that we cover, and then we'll go go through the news. So, you know, this particular first preseason uh, episode is not going to have obviously any games information, but we can jump into what news we have heard since the, uh, the 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 calendar has ticked over and the transfer window has opened and the union have been very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, as far as roster stuff, then uh, you know, first off, congratulations to Jack Elliott. Woo! Got yeah. married um, before sometime before Christmas. Um, unclear. Uh, posted by the union on December eighteenth. So congratulations. I remember, I remember when this popped up. Um, I can't remember if it was you, Christy, or something, but somebody mentioned that uh, there seem to be a lot of soccer players who get married in this window of time mm-hmm. because it's their one time of the year where they have the the space to take a honeymoon and make those plans and and go do mm-hmm. those, you know, get together with their families. So yeah, congrats to Jack. That's awesome, and and to you know his now wife. That, that you know, good luck to them. Many many happy years yeah. together and. And a whole life ahead of you. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. So I, I know I mentioned earlier that the union haven't done much in the transfer window yet. I mean, it's January. It's still relatively early in January. On the day of, of the Super Draft, the union did announce that they re-signed Chris Donovan. And it's an interesting interesting uh, contract. They gave him a contract for this year and next, uh, guaranteed, and then options for 2026 and 2027. So, you know, this is it's interesting because Ernst, the first two years that he was here with the union or three years, basically sold all of the union super draft picks and didn't make a single draft pick. Uh, Chris Donovan was a pick that they, they you know, they, they got a kid out of college that they picked up. Um, and then last year, I think they made two picks and this year they made three. So I, I don't know if Ernst is warming to the to the super huh. draft or maybe maybe the league came down on him and said, <laughs> dude, you can't keep selling off your draft picks. You got to use them. <laughs> maybe the homegrowns aren't quite ripe yet. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they were they didn't have ideal growing conditions. So yeah. it's a little we things are a little, little more thinner time. on the ground. A little more time under the grow lights. Yeah, I do hope that this means that, you know, they see some possibilities for Donovan. I mean, he certainly scored some important goals last yeah. season for the union. Mm-hmm. And giving him two more guaranteed years gives him time to grow. And and then two option years, you know, they, they see something there that might be possible. Um, I mean, I personally don't know if he's an international quality of, of player, but maybe he's a good MLS style player. And, and you know, he, he could be a serviceable roster yeah. member. Plus, they're not breaking up the Boondock Saints yet, so that's good. Who are the Boondock Saints? Donovan, 
<laughs> Sullivan and McGlynn. <laughs> was that from someone on their, on their social media that they did something like that? I can't remember. No. Yeah, that's just a. I just referred to them that last season. Just uh, they were bringing the, these young guys, and they all have like the nice, nice Irish last names. So. I'd say they all go to Patty's Pub afterwards, but I don't know that they're old enough. <laughs> Sullivan certainly isn't. Yeah. Don- no, that's true. Yeah, Donovan, Donovan is. Uh, I think McGlynn might still be twenty too. We got to talk mm-hmm. about. But certainly, the three guys that they picked up in the super draft. Um, Two of them at least are too young to get into Patty's Pub. They picked up a, a senior, <laughs> a junior, and a sophomore. I don't honestly remember who was where and, and stuff like that. But apparently, this was the first year that Super Draft allowed teams to draft um, not you know non graduating players or non senior year players. Hmm. So Interesting. Picked up two of them. But it's not actually a bad strategy, though, to, to super draft a young player that's effectively like a uh, farm team player and. Uh... Yes, I'm curious how that will work. I mean, if they're drafted, they're drafted. Right. Do they do they then just depart their schooling? I assume so if they're in the draft. Yeah. I, I think that's I how think that they works. have the choice. Like if okay. they don't want to leave school, mm-hmm. um, they can stay in school. And then I'm sure there's some legal ramifications with regards to well, if they're if they're turning down the union's draft pick and they want to come into MLS at a future time, then any team that drafts them may have to pay the union some consideration or, mm. or, or, you know, they, they might not be able to enter the draft for a certain amount of time or mm-hmm. take a contract with a team in MLS for a certain amount of time, something like that. Right. What I would expect. Interesting. That would be a fun fly on a wall experience just to get the ins and outs of these types of contracts for, draft players just you know because as we're talking about this i'm thinking if you're putting your name into the super draft i gotta imagine that you are signing off you know implicitly on 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 at least a couple things one is if you get drafted you're kind of beholden to go play for that team or at least mm-hmm. work within the system mm-hmm. but you well, know, I, I do wonder if they sign off on the draft or if they're just drafted like, do it, are the players, you know, do they have some agency themselves to put themselves in the draft or hold themselves out of the draft? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. just to play devil's idiot, um, I can't imagine there's some soccer player for Wake Forest. All of a sudden he gets a letter in the mail unknowingly. Wait, I've just been drafted by Colorado Rapids. How did this happen? You know, it's, yeah. I always assumed that they had some agency in entering. Yeah. At least, at least, putting themselves up to be considered for the draft. Now, who makes it actually to, you know, the final pool of potential draftees? I don't know, but more research required. That would be awesome, though. It's kind of like a publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. Like some kid is just at home, and you know, Ben Olson and the Houston Dynamo staff show up at his door with a big check and balloons and throwing confetti like you've just been drafted what (laughs) well i mean i don't think anybody going in the first even two rounds of the mls draft would be surprised that they were drafted i think you'd be talking about the more you know later round picks that teams might try uh picking somebody that might not be highly regarded yeah i you know but it's interesting to see the union participating in it more more in depth this year um, I do think that any players that the union pick up out of the draft are union two players, certainly to start yeah. for the first few years. I don't think any of them are going to be making a break into the first team. Um, and I, I'd be curious to see how many teams in general are picking up players that might actually jump directly into their MLS roster. Or at this point in time, most MLS teams have the plan that hey, if I'm picking somebody up into super draft, they're going into whatever our developmental team might be. Cause I still think to this day, like not every MLS team has, I don't think every MLS team has a develop, has an MLS or MLS next uh, team assigned to them. Like the union to do like the union have with the union. Too. Yeah. They, they can't all be Andre Blake's. Nope. It It is interesting. And this is just a one year out of however many years, but 
just hearing that the union is participating more in the super draft and not tapping into the the youth program as heavily as they did in the previous years it's only one year and we're talking just one or two players one way or the other between super draft or, or from the uh the uh the academy system but uh it is a little weird though to be like well, I mean, that was the one drum that I kept beating last season was that how the union have developed this academy system. We don't need the super draft. We could just grow our own players. And I know I'm I'm being quite hyperbolic when I'm going off like that, but um, it is interesting. I, I'm curious as if this is just a small anomaly or a shift in strategy with uh, Ernst Tanner, or or it's it's a little bit of a little bit of a surprise. So the the galactic vortex that is the future of Ali Bedoya or Kai Wagner still swirls with uncertainty. Absolute, yeah. No light is escaping from this thing. I we I have heard nothing. I don't know. I mean, since the last time we talked with Ali, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> still flying yeah. high on that one. That was, yeah, was awesome. <laughs> oh, I watched it yesterday. <laughs> I'll um, still listen to it from time to time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, just make a playlist, Paul, where every other thing is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> song well, alley. Song alley. Song. <laughs> well, I, I might also intersperse it with the uh, you know some of his uh, pep talk uh, stuff, right? From yeah. Beforehand, yeah. Before the before the games and all that. But yeah. Might want to make sure you're outside so you don't run through any walls in your house. Yes. Absolutely. So I know preseason is preseason and we it starts as we record 11 days from now. So do you think that we'll they'll, they'll finalize anything or they'll do you think they'll still be making decisions through at least part of the preseason, the part of the preseason that exists in January? R.E. Ali or Kai? I, I think that they'll be making decisions. I think they're going to want to get players into the preseason camp if they can mm-hmm. i think especially for ali they, they'll bring him in as as soon as they can make a decision kai i could see if he really wants to get moved he may he may be more reluctant yeah. to show up for training yeah um mm-hmm. but i expect that the team at least will want to have them in place as fast as possible yeah because it, it benefits everybody. It benefits them. It benefits the team. It benefits the games to have have the players in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it will be interesting to see with the you know the upcoming preseason games if Kai and Ali are on the field. Then I feel like it's all done, but but the final T crosses and I dotting. Mm-hmm. I'll also be interested to see what happens with Mbizo because um, as we talked about much last season uh he actually was thinking he'd like to be moved more for family reasons he hasn't mm-hmm. been able to have his family join him here in the five years i guess four or five years that he's been um playing at least abroad if not told all with us but um so um i haven't heard anything one way or the other and if you guys have about him but um yeah. would love if he could stay but completely understand if that doesn't work too so it does feel like we are in this state of flux. I mean, we're always in a state of, of some amount of flux in the off season, but um, maybe because this is our first uh, off season with a podcast that we're paying more attention to this, but uh, definitely just a lot more sensitive to all these loose ends that are still floating in the breeze, you know, Bedoya, Wagner, Baizo, and it's just, you know, um, I still remember Curtin's one of Curtin's press conferences at the end of last season where he said that, you know, there's always some amount of change in the offseason. Hopefully there's not too much change this offseason. That can mean anything, of course, right, when all said and done. But um, as a result, these preseason games, which, you know, otherwise, you know, maybe I would just catch it, you know, uh, uh, you know, read an article on the on the website or something like that, not worrying, worrying about trying to catch any sort of live streams or anything like, anything like that but this offseason like just with the uncertain status of Wagner and Bedoya and everybody I'm absolutely gonna be turning in if I can see anything on a sideline that gives me any indication or hope um uh, you know I'm definitely going to be tuning in um but hopefully they'll, they'll get stuff figured out you know it's gonna be weird if 
Wagner's not out there, which I'm not really expecting he's going to be out there, but it's going to be no. really weird if Bedoya's not out there. But yeah. yeah. We're hoping we're hoping that's not the case. Yeah. I'm hoping. More to the point. I shouldn't speak for yeah. you guys. I'm very much hoping that's not the case. But yeah. So as you mentioned, preseason starts. I don't know. Feels like tomorrow. Um, January 21st. Crazy. Uh, versus CR Flamengo. Uh Brazilian team um, and that's just a friendly right that's yeah uh, it, this is just preseason stuff so now when I believe they're playing in Florida just yeah I think they're aren't they all down there right now in Florida for preseason yeah I think so I mean heck even like uh even the baseball guys are thinking like man MLS don't you guys get any time off <laughs> now Lang Stadium which I believe is down there in Florida and I'm doing a quick calculation here. So the union's last game was that when we lost to Cincinnati, this was November 25th. So that's only, that's less than two months off. That's only 50 something days they had off between the end of the, uh, their playoff run to their first preseason game. Wow. Their time off is shorter than a lot of college breaks or J terms. So wow. if you think about it that way, or, or is you know cl- similar length or shorter than depending on what we're talking about, but it's not a lot, um, you know. So my knees hurt just thinking about it. No, that's <laughs> why they're going for these younger and younger players. Oh yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> they have more cartilage. <laughs> um. So yeah, preseason. Uh, looks like we have five games on this slate uh besides when i just mentioned uh january 23rd against austin 27th against nyc fc february 9th against cincinnati and uh valentine's day special against new england revolution <laughs> uh, god help them i hope they're still in florida at that point because that sounds chilly um well cincinnati doesn't exactly sound toast either or nyc fc so I, yeah none of them Although um, with the uh, New England Revolution being Taylor Twelman's old team, I don't know. I just envisioned this. I don't know. I feel like Taylor Twelman should be making like cheesy Valentine's Day like meme photos. <laughs> you know, like the George Costanza on the couch. You know, just that. Uh, we'll do Taylor Twelman. Taylor is all about uh, St. Louis now, though. On um, yeah, on Apple, they he. I think he is the the uh, commentator for almost all their games. Yeah. Um, their matches i should say Good so yeah he was he was pumped when for the for that uh whole thing so as much as he loves the revs it's his hometown hey, at least so. he got his start here in philly that's right commentating yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. learning under uh jp that's yeah, right JP, that's right so uh CONCACAF Champions Cup in February I know precious little about this I don't know if you guys have more info I don't. Uh, uh, no, one I thing don't. I would hope for them is that that one is playing in in uh, Costa Rica to start with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oof. Yeah. Are you guys yeah. hoping we just get knocked out early? Well, or... yes, but I'm also hoping because I think it's a home and away. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I hope mm-hmm. the first leg of it is in Costa Rica where it's warm and then the second leg can be here in Philly. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, because they'll be playing in February no matter what. So, yeah. Because it's what the 24th and the 27th, I think, is uh, the first round of the of the cup. I don't remember offhand. No, no, the home, the home opener for the season is the 24th of February. That's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well, potentially. I mean, I don't know. We keep bouncing between fifty degree days and twenty degree days, so who knows? Yeah. No, it is. Dice. It is the twentieth and the twenty seventh. So they are playing okay. in in uh, at Saprissa's Stadium on the twentieth of February. Then they'll have um, the the return leg on the twenty seventh. So, so we're back to games every three to four days. What could go wrong? Well, you know, they'll just. I mean, hopefully they just roll out the uh, the second team and be like, yeah, guys, go ahead. If you can mm-hmm. win, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can talk more about that as we see some of the results of preseason yeah. and see how, who's who's showing up and who's playing well. Maybe we actually have a chance against Saprissa in their stadium with even a secondary lineup. But, yeah. So are we all kind of in agreement that, or at least share the same opinion that 
if the union get knocked out of champions uh is this champions cup or cup. champions league cup. cup um that we're okay with that i don't know i mean yes yeah yes. I, i'm kind of okay with that you know yeah. i mean you know if we're making a, a deep run into it sure then i'm all for going all guns but yeah i just feel like after last season's just mm-hmm. grueling That's an interesting slog, point I mean, if they made it, if they made a clear play and and clearly made it so that, you know, they roll out their their starting eleven for the the Champions Cup and then come, you know, their home opener uh, the, the, between those two games and they roll out a secondary team for that, you know, if they if they clearly communicate that this is our target, we are going after Champions Cup, and we're going to let the league play go with whatever you know whoever we have left on the roster i mean at least that would be a signal that they're 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 concentrating their target on their target yeah yeah i'd be okay with that if they make it clear from the beginning this is what we're going for this year let's just concentrate on that yeah because going for everything means you don't you know you're you're just going to run your people into the ground mm-hmm. not to get all crazy philosophical or anything but what sun Sun Tzu actually had in the art of war is if you're trying to be strong everywhere you end up being weak everywhere yeah that's um yeah i see chrissy laughing at me well no (laughs) i I was thinking of the parks and rec version of that which is uh uh don't Don't half-ass two-ass things whole ass one thing yeah so yeah i mean that's uh yeah definitely the modern (laughs) day less poetic version (laughs) 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 of art of war But you know, at the same point now, they uh, U.S. soccer has now come back around and said, "Yeah, MLS, that whole bit about you're not going to you're going to put your secondary teams in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, 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 you got to put your real teams in or your 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 first teams." Um, Wait, so is that what it was? Interesting announcement. So, so yeah, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Open Cup. Yeah. Um. So MLS said, um, yeah. Guess what, guys? It's not going to be any first teams from um in open in the lamar hunt u.s open cup uh this year um it's going to be all you know secondary teams from you know the primary mls squads um and so uh u.s soccer shot that down and said no you can't just make that unilateral uh decision um i just actually i maybe for the listeners but definitely for myself Mm -hmm. to go back so what was the there was like a issue before this though it wasn't originally saying was it just that the uh, u.s soccer just came out and said hey mls teams um you can't play your starting no 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 no. what was mls mls said we are not going to allow essentially we're not going to allow the first teams to participate uh, or else I'm, I shouldn't say allow. I'm not sure if it was they weren't going to allow it or if the teams got together and said, we're not going to send our first teams. But regardless, I actually think it was MLS saying we're not. I should check on this, actually. Hold on. In mid-December of 2023, Major League Soccer announced that its clubs would not be participating in the U.S. Open Cup. Surprising development given the league's annual involvement. Um. They were hoping to get the the as they're calling it the MLS next pro participation in which I assume means like Philadelphia Union two Houston mm-hmm. Dynamo two X Y Z two MLS soccer is requested to allow MLS next pro teams to represent MLS in the 2024 Lamar Hunt US Open Cup. After thoughtful consideration, we have informed MLS that the U.S. soccer staff recommendation, which was adopted by the Pro League Task Force, is that the request be denied. This is from um, U.S. Soccer on December 20th. As we move forward, we'll continue our review of the Open Cup to ensure it aligns. Oh, God, aligns uh, with the U.S. Soccer strategic pillars. Oh, my God, they have strategic pillars. I'm at work all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> we, we remain committed to addressing the needs and concerns of all of our members and blah, blah, blah. You know, statement, statement, statement. So um, I th- it, that reads to me the MLS made the call on behalf of the teams it doesn't say to me that they necessarily got together and said hey what do you guys want uh i mean some of the comments i was seeing online 
uh, were, you know, which were comments which could have been making assumptions that were false, but uh, were like, why does this have to be a decree? Why can't we leave this up to each individual team? Like if they want to participate or not, if they want to send their B team, if they want, you know, why, why do we have to, why does this have to be like this? I, um, anyway, you know, why does there have to be a decree from on high? Like from MLS and then also yeah. then from yeah. US soccer. Well, yeah, no, I mean, from, from, MLS, from MLS saying, no, you basically like disallowing, say, the union from just sending the union's main yeah. squad, you know. Um, this is one where I'm going to talk out of the other side of my face. I actually think they should participate in this cup because it is, it. I, I, I here's the historian in me, but is the oldest uh, mm-hmm. soccer, um, ongoing soccer tournament in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also because of the way it's run, I think it doesn't. Um, the, the games are spread out throughout the season, mm-hmm. uh, much more so, um, and it doesn't interfere in the same way that some of these short burst tournaments really, you know, take up a lot of time. Yeah. Um, also, I have a a. a special fondness for this because uh one of the there were two teams that won the most titles ever um and one of them was bethlehem steel mm-hmm. and um you know e and i are both proud grads of lehigh as much as i make fun of drexel let's go ahead this, this is your opportunity paul um but <laughs> uh so anyway i have no respect for, for lehigh there you let eric <laughs> graduate eventually yeah so i don't know this 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 was i I was kind of glad to see that decision and i think it should be up to the clubs who they send and what they do um yeah i agree i think it should be on the clubs and if they choose not to send their best then then that's what comes i mean ultimately it should be about it should be less stick and more carrot like if you want the teams to send their best then you got to make it worth their while. Yeah. And if the CONCACAF Cup or the the League's Cup is more valuable to the teams, then that's who you're competing with. You know, don't don't complain that you know these other competitions are paying better or or, or more appealing. Uh, make yourself better and make it more interesting for the teams. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree on the the historic aspect. Also, the thing I like about the Open Cup is that it is a bit of a showcase for the lower tier teams because, you know, let's face it, with all respect, if it was, you know, if MLS only fielded their whatever their next teams, right, their their tiered, their union twos and all that, you know, yes, people are going to go to the games uh, to a certain degree. I mean, um, you know, our time is divided with a lot of different things it's hard to get down for every game so you know if you're not going to make it to a union game if it was just union two playing in the u.s open cup not sure i'd make it to a game right uh also then just in terms of media coverage right it'll probably be live streamed on youtube or something which Mm -hmm. that's fine but you know you know when when charlotte battery rolls into town you know it's a nice opportunity for them to showcase their players against actual MLS clubs and that will actually be covered Fox soccer or something, a Mm -hmm. larger viewing audience, Um, Mm -hmm. more people in the stands more likely. I mean, remember that one season, I forget how many years ago it was like every one of our goalkeepers got injured and Mm -hmm. we actually brought in a guy. I think it was was from, yeah, I think he was from Charleston battery. I think we brought him in and Mm he, 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 it was like the it was like the uh, the replacements, right? There was yep. no tomorrow for him, and it was really exciting watching him in net because he was just playing with everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know the 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 higher ups and the 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 head offices and all they have their their feelers out throughout the various leagues, and they know you know potential players they could bring in if they needed to in those situations. Sure, but why not just let the rest of us in on that by allowing full-blown MLS teams play against these lower teams. Plus, you know, if you are, you know, Charleston or whatever, and you're going up against DC United, you know you're just going to play with everything you got. <laughs> and it's great seeing those upsets, mm-hmm. you know, when, you know, uh, I mean, heck, last, was it last season or two seasons ago? 
you know, um, Sacramento making it to semifinals, finals. I can't remember. And they played Orlando and they, they lost, unfortunately. But I mean, that town was just mobilized, right? That that mm-hmm. stadium was just rocking. So anyway, but one thing I don't understand about the U.S. Open Cup, and I agree with the whole historical aspect of it. I agree that it should be up to the teams to make the decision as to whether or not they send their players. But all right, so first round, second round, third round, round of 32, round of 16. You know, it's March, April, May. And then the quarterfinal isn't until July. The semifinal isn't until the end of August. And the final isn't until the end of September. Yep. WTF. Yeah, it's get it. Well, done. there is usually a some kind of summer break, even when they're not doing a leagues cup or something like that. There's a usually at least two weeks in the summer where well, there is an international break in June. Right, you're right. correct. So, but if your round of sixteen is in at, at, at the end of May, mm-hmm. why not get the quarter final in before the international break and then yeah. finish the finish the cup in July? Like, yeah. like you know. Like I get it. It's maybe on a year where there's a World Cup in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, that, that'll add some complex complexity. Or if you're not going to finish till September, don't start until August. Like, <laughs> why are we starting in March if we're not finishing till September? But, well, but again, I do like the spread out nature of it. I I know it does make it hard to remember who's in it, but these short tournaments where they're playing games every three days. You know, that's what I'm arguing against, you know, well, so that, well, that's see, actually one of the reasons I'm arguing for it is the fact that it is spread out a bit. I get that it's spread out, but you're still just having those three game, three, three game a weeks throughout the season then by doing this, because the season starts in February. You know, teams participating in these rounds are going to be playing three games in a week because whenever they're in the U.S. Open Cup. So you're not really saving anything by doing that. If we want to have fewer games then teams just have to be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not sending my best players to play in the U.S. Open Cup, and U.S. soccer has to deal with that. Or they have to make it worth more, worth more so that their teams want to send their best players to this U.S. Open Cup and really win it. I, I, I But I, I maybe it's a short attention span. I would really just appreciate tournaments. Get them done in a month. Like, it's bad enough that, you know, uh, we're having multiple games, but get them done faster. At least it's less painful. Yeah. It's it's peeling off that bandaid a little at a time, or just ripping it off. And yeah, just I don't, it. I I don't agree, but that's that's, that's the fine. beauty of a podcast. We can disagree on that one. <laughs> I, uh, it is for me. It is a it's a double edged sword. It's it's a sweet and sour kind of thing. I did enjoy. So what was it called last summer? Champions League's uh, Cup. League's, League's, League's Cup. Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At first, I. I Okay, so the pros. I did like. We mocked it ruthlessly at at the beginning. Yeah, we mocked it ruthlessly, and and, but then when the union, like, like we said earlier, like, well, what I said earlier, um, yeah, if the union are making a deep run into it, then I get on board with it. I, you know, um, yeah, whatever. But anyway, um, so I did enjoy leagues up by the end because it was pretty exciting, but. And I did appreciate that it was just all done in pretty much one month for the most That's part. That's what I'm okay with. But what I didn't like about it, because I'm, I'm literally, <laughs> figuratively and literally taking the middle ground here, because on my computer screen, I, I got Christy to my right and Paul to my left, and I'm right here in the middle. Um, Stuck in the middle. Yeah. But uh, it did, to me, it did interrupt the MLS season a little bit, because it's like, oh, that's right. And now back to season right. A, right? Um and I know logistically, you know, it's got to be an absolute nightmare trying to get all these teams to play everybody on a relatively regular basis to squeeze in, to weave in a whole nother tournament that would also be played regularly throughout the entire season. I kind of like that idea, like, because, you know, like, oh, we'll have a U.S. Open Cup game on week one of this month and then on week three of this month and then week one of the next month and you know it's kind of evenly spread it out but i gotta imagine that's just pretty much an impossibility uh to do um so i I don't know i do appreciate just just biting the bullet and just play the whole tournament out but i don't like how it does kind of put a big gap in the regular season breaking news from scoops 
Um, you know, you could have just added that in post. No, she literally just got a text from from Scoops. No, I mean you could have literally added oh. it. Do 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 in post. <laughs> Hi, Wagner it's, it's signs the, a new. Hey. Kai what? Wagner signs a new long-term deal with the union. Finally, committing his future. Yes. Whoa. Scoops coming through hot on that new tablet she got for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. And this is a uh, this is a podcast exclusive. You've heard it here. Well, after the fact, you probably yeah, saw it probably on the internet, yeah. But still, wow, uh, live as we're recording. Yeah, that's awesome. After months of silence and years of uncertainty. Kai Wagner has pledged his long-term future to the union. A source with knowledge of the matter told the Inquirer on Wednesday that the 26-year-old leftback has signed a new three-year wow. deal with a team option for a fourth. Wow. Wagner considered a range of other offers, but ultimately decided to stay in Chester. Now they wow. are saying a source. A source. So, you know, a bit of a grain of salt, but I I it's the Inquirer. I don't feel like Inquirer is um, just gonna it's not like a you know, a, a dude on, yeah. on it's Twitter. not Joe's soccer. Yeah. Dot. It's not a more Philly union. Dot. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Wow. Wow. Okay. I just went on so, to the website. There's obviously there's nothing there yet. Um, um bu- 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 that's because of when the union were eliminated from the playoffs, Wagner still has one game left in his suspension. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that's my mixed feeling about Wagner coming back, but okay. Um, he'll miss the February 24th regular season opener against Chicago and Chester, but the suspension does not apply to the CONCACAF Champions Cup, so he'll be able to play in that. Wow. Um, Tom Bogert's also respond, uh, reporting it as well on Twitter. As for the union's other major free agent, longtime captain Ali Bedoya, he has yet to sign anywhere else. He and the team were in contract talks as of last month with everyone hoping for a deal. You mean our dear friend, uh, union our, captain our, Ali Bedoya? Our, our, our friend of yeah. the podcast, Ali Bedoya? Uh, yeah, a re- ho- hopeful uh, return uh, guest, Ali Bedoya. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so in my mind, well, that's a, this is a big old uh, rewrite of our script for tonight. Um I was fully not expecting Wagner to come back. Um, I no, was, I wasn't either. And honestly, and because of that, that um, because of the incident, um, and I know mm-hmm. he he took some responsibility for it and all that kind of thing. Um, so, but uh, I I thought that might be his hat handing moment. Um, mm-hmm. But there we are. So. Yeah, still I was, don't support any of that, but uh, so it looks yeah. So like I think, like you said, three three years guaranteed with a fourth as an option. So he's got three more years now at the club. Wow. Yeah. So through the next World Cup, interestingly enough. Wow. I really did not. I was not expecting to sign. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was not expecting this at all. I will wait for the union announcement to sure. be absolutely. But like I said, Inquirer is not rando. Yeah poster on on um twitter so yeah paul who, who else did you say confirmed it tom bogart, bogart. Okay. yeah wow. it, it looks like you know it's showing up on a bunch of others uh jonathan tannenwald is a local reporter um know that name mls network but i don't know that kind of looks like an iffy twitter group i'm not sure if it's actually somehow affiliated with mls yeah probably not um, well that does hmm, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud. Just give me a little bit of hope with Bedoya. I mean, I was ex- you know, of the two between Wagner and Bedoya, I was expecting if one of them was to get a contract to stick around for at least one more year, it'd be Bedoya. Um, I could still be totally wrong on this. Um, Can you we know. just send Scoop some flowers or something like that? That just made my night. <laughs> wow, Scoops comes through. Let me get you her address, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's just e flowers or something. Yeah. Sort. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I think um I think if we uh and maybe I'll edit this part out. But one of the ideas I had for this season is to make like a a uh online merchandise uh shop. And we should definitely put something scoops related. You know, this just in from scoops. <laughs> a, a beanie hat with a, with the you know scoops tag on the side. Yeah, the right. Yeah, 
Yeah. She does hate hats for what it's worth, but Okay, well then not that. <laughs> well, we should get like maybe like a lapel pin that's like the little hat with the yeah. scoop sticking out of it. How about a just cat litter the cat litter scoop with the <laughs> <laughs> She would probably appreciate that. Yeah. So, real quick, thanks mom. Um yeah. Yeah, that's awesome news. Great job. Wow. She's she's earned her salary. And that 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 tablet was worth it. <laughs> Absolutely was. <laughs> All right. So getting back to the union and the and the schedule, like we were, I I mentioned a couple of times, the home opener, uh, the season opener for them is going to be versus Chicago in Philly on February twenty fourth. So we're going to see we're going to get to see the the nascent uh, rivalry yeah. in the first game match of the season. Yeah, that, that, just to see if they have the same fire that they had in the games against them last year. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of you know because Chicago is kind of like the the second Cincinnati. You know, it's the it's the away home for other former Union players. But yeah, with last season, the it, the Union and Chicago games got surprisingly really chippy. I yeah. I, I was surprised how much they were really. You know, they were hacking at each other on this this game, so it'll be a good one to start the season with, yeah. and hopefully, hopefully, a not too difficult win. Hopefully, that would be nice. Yeah, but and and then you know, while we're talking season opener, uh, wrapping up twenty twenty three, the union did announce their end of season awards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Blake obviously won save of the year. It was just a matter of which one. Um, Torres won the assist of the year. Uh, I've got to like this next one. Martinez won <laughs> goal of the year for his first MLS goal. It was which, a, it was a, it was a real pretty goal. Oh, yeah. absolutely! But yeah. it was surprising. Like I had forgotten that it was in the 90th minute to tie the game against yeah. Orlando. That he yeah. shot it. How far out was he? Uh, I think he was in Miami when he took the shot. <laughs> and it just, I mean, it just <laughs> blew past the, the defense and the keeper. That was a great goal. And then uh, Andre Blake for the third consecutive year Man. won the uh, Union Player of the Year award. Man, that's awesome! Good for him. Yeah. Good for all of them. Yeah, that's well, well deserved. Yeah, I agree with all of them. Now this next topic, uh, I, you know, Chrissy, you know more than me, but Adrian Healy has uh, is no longer going to be announcing MLS games. No, um, there was a uh, oh. oh. I don't have it pulled up, um, but on uh, in December he put up a a uh, Twitter post. It basically made it sound like he had been let go yeah. um, from from uh, here it is um, from Apple. That uh, twenty five years after first calling an MLS game, it appears my run with the league has been ended. Um, so that's what I was going to ask: Was he yeah. on Apple or was he on ESPN? It's hmm. a good question. I am not sure. Um, because I know that some games were still showing on ESPN. I thought Adrian was with ESPN because I think he's still right. If his plans are still, he's still going to be calling some soccer games on ESPN, isn't he? No, he was with Apple TV. Okay. Maybe. Um, stand by. We'll have to so, see if they're so, rotating their, their, their commentators and their, their announcers because my God, they need to. His bio now says he'll be doing ESPN's coverage of La Liga. So Adrian Healy is out with Apple. Out with Apple um, and sounding a little salty in in his goodbye message, uh, as it were. Not that he's leaving Twitter, but uh, leaving Apple. um, Basically saying uh, uh, to fans and support groups, thank you. You are the best thing about this league. You all deserve so much more, so much better. Remember, without you, they are nothing. Good wow. luck, y'all. Ah, so that was disappointing because, um, you know, I used to be a big fan of Arlo White. Yep. Uh, one of our cats is named after Arlo White, um, because he is also a ginger, um, if nothing else. Um, but um, I Adrian Healy was right up there too, so that's a shame. Um, you know, it, as much as Apple uh, does need to work on their commentators. I don't know what happened there because that was he wasn't one of them. 
Yeah, I was really, I was really bummed to see that too because, um, you know, I know Adrian Healy was also you know doing it on ESPN and yeah, World Cup and national international games and uh, but the thing I liked about Adrian Healy, especially with um, Apple um, being an Apple commentator, was well both Apple and ESPN, who was often paired with Taylor Twelman, and he was the straight man to Taylor Twelman's like you know. Mm goofy antics energy yeah and it would they just work so well together um and i'm really sorry that that's not going to be a thing going forward and uh, and i just like adrian healing as a just a soccer commentator fan and all that um and yeah from that post it does sound like it was a one-sided discussion and until I know anything otherwise, I think Apple TV's in the wrong on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, more than likely, we'll never hear anything further about what the exact discussions were. But well, um, we'll we'll see. You know, there is next Christmas's episode. I'll see what I can find and have Adrian <laughs> Healy come on. And, um, there you go. That would be uh, funny if Adrian Healy was doing cameos. <laughs> you know, I'm going to check that after we get done recording tonight. Sure, sure. Other uh, other topics. Uh, McGlynn and Harriel both got their first oppor- first call ups to the U.S. national yeah, team. Yeah, man, the big the big team. The, yeah. um, I mean it's a it's a January camp, which mm-hmm. is usually reserved. You know, it's an opportunity for the coaches to get a look at you know uh, borderline or up and coming players, to give them a chance to work out and and get a chance to play in a friendly. Uh, and Harriel and, and McGlynn both got called up. And I, I think McGlynn, you kind of saw this one was coming. Um, but Harriel, I think he got it because of his performances in, you know, the, the second half of the season or even the final third of the season where mm-hmm. he came on really strong. And it's a great nod for both players. Yeah, I was really happy to see that. Um, good for them. I think it's, you know. It's kind of like with Aronson and and um, McKenny. Yes, and, you know, a, t- a testament to our our youth program. Um, so yeah. yeah, make us proud, guys. Hopefully, it leads to you know more call ups and more opportunities and you know more improved play. And they they take on Slovenia uh, the twentieth of January. So they're 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 around for the first part of the Union preseason, and they go off to the U- U.S. national camp. And then they have uh, at least one friendly against Slovenia. So good luck to them. Hope they show well. Hope they get, you know, leads to more good things for them. And then, I don't know if you want to jump into the last topic. Oh, I, don't, I think it was the end of last season, just coming down off of the, it felt like MLS management. I don't know what you want to call it. The, 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 the main office. I just feel like they're Mourinhoing our league, meaning, you know, Mourinho is famous well-known for infamous infamous for coming into a team and just just redlining that team getting the results you get the trophy and then it just implodes it's not a sustainable um it's not sustainable growth it's not sustainable just strategy and it feels like mls is doing that with whatever there was they were trying to do last year I, i i appreciate them trying new things but you know, Apple TV, I, I you know, it it's cool. I, I aesthetically I like it. Most of the commentators I like, you know, they're it, it's fun to be able to just watch a game when everything's working properly, when you have time to watch it. Uh hopefully the splash screen doesn't actually show you who actually won the game <laughs> holding the trophy, even though it doesn't show the score. It's like, well, I can figure this out. Um, but it just it really feels like they're they're walling off the league and you know whatever it is 80 bucks for mls package on apple tv it's not the end of the world but like you know as someone who's just a a cursory fan you know just catches it now and then well they're gonna want to pay 80 bucks to watch it you know and and and, yeah you know i just i'm concerned for the long you know, the next five years, um, yeah, you're getting your messies and you're bringing in your Suarez's and you know, all that stuff, whatever, um, which is a whole nother thing we can talk about. But um, 
Yeah, it just I, I'm not sure of this strategy. It really feels like MLS is like throttling all this stuff to get this immediate influx of cash revenue success. But in the long run, I don't know how sustainable this is going to be. Um, anyway, so I was just griping about it like a few weeks ago. And uh, I think we made a point to talk about it on the next podcast. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I, you know, most often than not, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so no surprise to any listeners. But um, this just... I, mean, I, I miss the grassroots, right. you know, I miss the, you know, it'd be on ABC, you know, you, it would be somewhere you could find it. And now it's like, yeah, you can find it. It's behind an $80 paywall. Hmm. I'm not sure how great that is. Okay. Go ahead, Paul. No, I mean, I, I think you certainly could be right. Um, you know, there is certainly something to be said for trying to monetize or claim what you can get when, when it's available, but you know, it could also be that they're trying to figure out, what is the new normal for for what they can get for for you mm-hmm. for for mls games yeah um yeah i just feel like there was too many games last season which is oh, because they had and the union ended up with 51 games i think it was last mm-hmm. season or 52 games something like that and yeah. lafc was the only team with more yeah. like 53 because they went to the mls cup final and these were like uh, record number of games in a season like teams haven't played this many games before in the past yeah. yeah and it's also it's difficult because i mean the season starts in february and doesn't stop doesn't end until december this year yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a long slog and they play you know they play preseason games in january and um there is something to absence makes the heart grow fonder mm-hmm. um plus if you have too many games, then you're you're wearing players down, and they're not going to be able to play the games that they they do have um, as as well. Um, especially with the the roster rules and the amount of money that the teams have to spend, like something has to break here if they want yeah. to have good soccer played in all of these games. Crash out! Yeah, crash out! Everything is such open cut. No, I I agree, <laughs> and I think that um, I don't know. It's just. Although we do, we have crashed out of open cup the last couple of years, haven't we? Um, yeah, I think it's a good point that you made, Paul, about trying to find the new normal. I mean, a lot of people don't have cable to just tool around and you know look at ESPN or you know FS1 or whatever anymore to you know, but they probably have access to something like that. Um, I still, I so I still wonder about the Apple paywall, you know, and Apple being not the most prominent streaming service either. Um, but I guess the one that was willing to give them a deal. Yeah, I just it, it does. I worry that sometimes they're trying to squeeze money out of it yeah. <laughs> because uh, you know, is it is it is it? It's not dying. They're starting new teams, so that can't quite be it. But it, it just, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure that there's a lot of long term thought being put in to certain decisions. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe they've done. I mean, I'm sure they've done some market research. Surely they have, yeah. And maybe most of the viewing audience are all, you know, smartphones, smart TVs, streaming services, and it makes sense to move to an Apple-based service, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like we've alluded to last season. Maybe we're just showing our age here. When we're like, Red, you sh- on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I don't know, though, because, I mean, you, like... My mom lives in an area where she she couldn't get the games mm. anyway because um, she is farther out of the Philadelphia region. So when you know she didn't get the Philadelphia channels, and um, you know, so unless it was on ESPN or FS1, she didn't see the games anyway. But at least she could see those, um, you know. But but now she she's not about to sign up for Apple TV and an MLS season pass. You know, she watches when she comes to see us um you know and if it, it, the odd game that happens or match that happens to be on um cable that she can get um which is just few and far between and mm-hmm. i mean yeah she's not the demographic they're going for i guess um but that's a shame because i should i don't know it, i just i just feel like they're really siloing it again and soccer is siloed enough so 
I don't I don't know why you would do that. I don't know if they're overconfident in um, what soccer has become. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a, a place I used to work got overconfident about what they could do and, and are uh, now paying the price for it. Yep. Um, and uh, thought that if they acquired a bunch of other companies that they you know would become a big thing and all that ended up being was a a money sink and i wonder sometimes if uh, not quite the same but you know if they were overconfident about the appeal of soccer thinking everybody would follow them to a 79 dollar a year deal and people are like i like soccer but not that much thanks well it's it's you know that amount for apple tv plus and then you gotta buy the mls package on top of that right 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 exactly so I mean, we, we talked about that last year too, last season, you know, if it was just on Apple TV, you know, whatever your seven bucks a month, like, all right, I could swing that or whatever, but back on top of it, you got to pay. It will. Know, so it will be interesting. I'm, a, I'm an old Obviously man. last year was a bit different because last year they had Messi joining the league. Yeah. So since immediately you're going to get more international pool, you're yeah. going to get more people signing in for that. And, um, you know, this year that you know, there, I'm sure there will still be some of that. People will still be logging in, but most people who were going to log in or buy it to watch Messi bought it last year. So yeah, they'll renew, but it'll be interesting to see how many new subscribers mm-hmm. they yeah. get yeah. this year and in the future, um, and if this really is sustainable. Because I think Messi is guaranteed this year, mm-hmm. and that's it. I think. Yep. Yeah. I believe that's it. So, you know, who knows what happens if he sticks around or if he goes elsewhere, you know, he goes elsewhere. Those people who signed up just to watch Messi aren't going to stick around paying their Apple TV fees. That's Uh, for sure. So it could be, it could be, you know, it could be a situation like you were saying, where they tried to grab what they could while they, while the grabbing was good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll see what continues for the future. All right. But we can't, we won't know for a year or so, and hopefully it doesn't, turn out to be like C's last company and be a, be a huge drain on the, on the resources for the league and, and uh, you know, no contraction. You don't want to go back through that. Like Mm-mm. in the beginning yeah. of the month. No, absolutely not. All right. I just want to keep my parking pass and my good seats at the stadium. That's right. That's right. That's, that's goal. Number one, priority one. <laughs> um, so the next thing I have here is just, I call it the new season resolutions. Um, for the podcast, I didn't want to talk about what we're hoping for the season for the team. I just, now that we're starting season two, I don't know if anybody has any. Um, so I haven't really given it a whole lot of thought. Um, you know, it's goals for the podcast itself. I mean, obviously it would be nice to get an interview or two. Yeah, yeah that'd be kind uh, of cool. Into the into the podcast, it would be nice to start getting some voices besides the three of ours. Mm-hmm. And that you know, optimally, it would be somebody on the you know some of the players from the union, but somebody involved in the union, maybe other local sports people, people covering the team, or uh, other podcasters would certainly be a possibility. That's one thing I I could think of. We could probably pursue this year. I agree. I, I'd like to, in a more real material way bring in more of our interactions with the larger soccer world both with the union and beyond mls and whatnot um kind of bring in other people's voices from time to time as as needed um just respect to just the the three of us i'm i'm hoping to uh (laughs) yeah pick up on more conversational cues for better discussions and and not (laughs) <laughs> think too far ahead where I miss things you guys are saying, um, you know, especially when I'm editing it and I hear you guys say something and I realize I didn't even catch that. Why did I not respond to that? So I'm, <laughs> I'm more, I want to try to be a better conversationalist with you guys. Um, also, I want to try to do more homework. Um, I mean, I know just through the natural osmosis of, you know, reading the sports news and all that, you we pick up a lot of this stuff, but, you know, so many times when I will talk about person or stat, it's it's I find myself starting with, I think it's this, but I'm not sure, you know, and that's okay too. But I think it'd be nicer to have a little bit more, um, more accurate, you know, yeah, more accurate numbers when I talk about things. But um, 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I just kind of want to try to make it a, um, last season was great. It really was. I really enjoyed it. It was so much fun making it. And this season, I just want to kind of keep building on it. You know, just, I, I, my hope is that our listeners as, as small as, as the numbers might be, you know, I'm not worried about the numbers. I'm just looking, it's not quantity. I'm looking for quality. And I just want, hopefully people actively, um, anticipate to tune in and enjoy and the fun enjoys that much more this season. All right, Christy, you're up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a rule, I don't make resolutions uh, <laughs> in, in my real life, but in my podcast life, um, I, I don't know. The The idea of guests is uh, both enticing and uh, terrifying because I am an introvert by nature. So um, uh, to have to uh, not try very hard for, you know, half an hour not to turn into Chris Farley and just say, remember that goal? <laughs> that was cool. Um, is, is, uh, would be a, a, an exercise in growth for me, but, uh, but, but probably one that should happen. Uh, so I, I do like that idea a lot. Um, fewer ums and ahs, which, yes, um, 100% e, say that as well. 100%. he actually saves you guys from uh, a, a solid number <laughs> of those to come <laughs> from all of us. Um, yeah. particularly me, I just and did it me. right now. Um, I'm see, I'm doing it again. It. I'm horrible at it. Oh, now. it's okay. Uh, so, uh, and I think this whole thing has just been for me, um, uh, besides all, all the fun I've had with you guys, it's also for me, sort of a, a, a confidence thing. Um, just, you know, uh, <laughs> feeling like I can have an opinion and speak to this uh, regardless of whether or not I ever played soccer before um, myself. I've been following this freaking sport for ages. So if I don't know something <laughs> by now, um, I might as well just give it up. So I'm I, um, for myself feeling like I have as much right to talk about this as anybody else does. Uh, that's what I would like to get out of this here sorry this is turning to a therapy session uh <laughs> unintended well, but well, that's either. that's uh kind of how i feel you know i mean it's funny there is a certain movie rental syndrome that comes with making this podcast and uh for for people who don't know what we mean by movie rental syndrome it's the back in our day you would go to a store to rent a movie but you know <laughs> like throughout the week you were like oh i want to see this movie i want to see that movie but when you walk into the store to actually rent it you just for whatever reason your mind just goes blank even though you're staring at all the options in the world right and it's kind of like this podcast is like that um and i mean you know it, it's it's so common like the proverbial water cooler talk we could all sit around and just shoot the breeze and this this and this but you throw a microphone in front of yourselves and i'm staring at you guys through like you know the internet it's like oh man um it's like it's like a um, christmas story when he finally gets this ask santa for the bb gun <laughs> exactly thanks yeah like, how about a football yeah exactly <laughs> a football what's that yeah yeah so um yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, so it's, thank you for listening and for your support in in my therapy and confidence building. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> it's this. cheaper than paying a professional. <laughs> um, so no, but truly, I that that's that's one personal thing for me, and then uh, just having more confidence in my statements because I, I discount them too often. I think we all do that at yeah. times. Yeah, so. I think you're right. Yeah. So it'll yeah, be we, good we, to see how we can grow these options. I, I do also, just to throw it out there, you know, we only missed, I think, one week. Only one season. week. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if we can try to go for perfect attendance. And, there you uh, go. Optimally, if we can figure out a way to, to nail down exactly which night and time we're going to record, then we can just all plan for it each yeah. each week. And then our, our listeners can say, well, I, I should expect a an episode of a, a more philly union by you know thursday or wednesday or whenever mm-hmm. we decide to do it yeah so it does feel like wednesday seem to be better for us um you know we tend to be able to hit it more reasonably so maybe we make that happen we'll see yeah 
Christy, I can already see is shaking her head back, you know, (laughs) with that maybe kind of a nod. So we'll have to talk about that offline. (laughs) I'm just trying to save editing. I'm just trying to save editing. We'll talk about it later. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, if you want to uh, jump in on the conversation with us, uh, you can follow us numerous ways. We have our website, amorephillyunion.com. You can reach us on email at pod at amorephillyunion.com on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, we are a more Philly U. Instagram, YouTube, threads, we are a more Philly Union. Yeah, I guess we'll keep going with our kick-ass Spotify playlist. Uh, <laughs> you can you can hear what we're throwing up there. Uh, you can find us there uh, under um, a more Philly Union. Yeah, for any new first-time listeners, basically every episode we put out, somehow we link it up with a song, and that song gets added to our list. And it's it's safe to say it's very eclectic, but I I, I dig it. I think it's really good. Yeah, so uh, keep downloading us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Google, I guess, is still a thing for a little while. Through um, April. Through April. April. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I think it switches over to YouTube music. Music or something yeah. like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But for now, Google, Apple, Spotify, you know, all the other podcasters, catchers, whatever they're called. But anyway, yeah. So keep downloading us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, So, yeah, thanks for tuning in for another episode of A More Philly Union. We are your hosts. I'm E. I'm C. And I'm Paul. Go Oh, well, Paul's out of the room. Let's, uh, is he? Did he leave? I, I have I you guys know. minimized so I can always see who's speaking. Well, we have a new spot open. Uh, so <laughs> listeners, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to uh, be part of apply Philly for Union. Our, our, our third man here on the podcast, you can do so at you do have to get E and Paul's dad to adopt you, um, <laughs> or Marion. Yeah. Um, one of the two. That'd be a weird interview process. I can only imagine what some of the questions would be. <laughs> a lot of it would be consisting of my dad just telling a lot of his one-liner jokes. Uh-huh. So pretty much I think that is the interview. And as long mm-hmm. as you laugh at him, you're in. Yeah. And don't drink decaf. Don't drink decaf. Yes. Mm-mm.